Christmas at People's Church. You know, one of the things about Christmas time is there's so much news happening, so much information just moving so quickly, just news about food. Matter of fact, I got news about food. Tiffany made for the first time an eggnog pie, church. Yes, it, it was good. It actually made two of them, just, just so you would know that. But just news about food. There's, there's news about decorations and decorating the house and news about well, when are we going to go look at decorations and going to go look at Christmas lights. And there's, there's news about what family's coming into town, what family's coming over for the Christmas season, the holiday season. And, and news is being exchanged. There's news about travel. When are we going to leave? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to stay? How many of you at all of our locations, you're traveling during this Christmas season? Anybody traveling? Some of you, yeah, some of you are traveling during this Christmas season. There's news about Christmas parties and we're going to go to this Christmas party or that Christmas party or this work Christmas party. Just news all the time going around the Christmas season. There's news about Christmas shopping. Who who across all locations already got your Christmas shopping done? Seven of you. All right. Hey, yeah. The, news about Christmas shopping and Christmas sales and go to this store and go to that store and go go to, to go to go online here to buy because there's a good deal here. There's there's all this news happening. There's there's news. My favorite is kids making their Christmas wish list, giving it to their parents, giving it to writing a wish list to, to Santa. And a matter of fact, I, I saw some Christmas wish list online from kids and they made me laugh. Let me show you some, some Christmas news from kids. Some, some kids, this kid right here, this is cat in 16 languages. I think mom and daddy missed it last year, huh? What language do you need it in? I want, I want a cat for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's another one, a Christmas wish list from a little kid. This one says, dear Santa, Santa, if you bring with presents batteries, bring batteries. Come on, you know, come on! It's the worst bit of kid get a get a toy that has batteries in. Talking about where the bat no batteries. What what what's, what's bring batteries? I like that one. Check, check this one out. Check check this one out. It says, "Dear Santa, how are you? I'm good. Here's what I want for Christmas." A H T T P slash slash www Amazon. All right, come on, right there. You you've been confused lately. I will make sure you know how to get it into the computer. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. That's funny right there, church. This is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. Here's this wish list. You better bring me my pony this year or there will be consequences. Huh? Yeah, that right there. <laughs> you better bring me uh, Christmas news, Christmas wish list. T today, as we are in this Christmas season, I want to share some good news from the Bible. In Luke chapter number 2, verse number 8, we just sang about this a few moments ago. It says, and there, was, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid or fear not. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. I bring you good news. Do not be afraid. Fear not. The angel shows up and knows the shepherds could be scared, could be fearful because of what they're seeing. So the angel says, fear not. Do not be 
afraid. And I believe that some of you need to hear these words today. Fear not. Do not be afraid. Because of what you're seeing in your life right now, you need these words in this season. Fear not. Do not be afraid. The family pain, do not be afraid. The friendship drama, do not be afraid. The stress at work, do not be afraid. The interest rates, do not be afraid. The inflation, do not be afraid. The wars and rumors of wars, do not be afraid. The division and hatred in the world, do not be afraid. The flu, COVID, and all types of sicknesses happening, do not be afraid. Do not be gripped by fear because of what you see. Do not be afraid. Fear not. And the angel goes on to say, because I have good news. How many of you know that all news is not good news? And it just seems like in our world today, most of the news that we're receiving is just bad news. Many of you, you have a, a smartphone, and on the smartphones, you you can have different types of apps, and those apps can give you notifications. They can, they can just, in the middle of the day, pop up breaking news. And most of the breaking news that pops up, it's, it's bad news. We're, we're constantly receiving bad news. Uh, I've recently received some, some bad news. It was in October. Uh, my dad called me, and my dad never calls me. And he, he called me, and so I, I answered the phone, and, and my dad began to tell me, and he was so emotional. He said, son, I'm sick. He said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing well. And just not, not, not like my dad, 83 and tough, still driving and functioning well. And I said, okay, Dad. I said, well, I love you. Anything you need me to do? No, I just wanted you to know. And so, Dad, I'm praying for you. And... Uh, a couple of weeks later or so, my dad has had to go to the hospital and was in the hospital for a week or so, and, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him, and they sent him home, and um, as he was home, I got a, I got a phone call the, one morning while he was home. He was home maybe a few days or so, and, and my little sister called and said, my, my dad fell down in the bathroom and, and spent the night on the bathroom floor, and so we mean, something's wrong, and so we took him back to the hospital, and he went back to the hospital, and, and at the hospital, they decided to, we're going to run some different types of tests on him. My dad had lost 40 pounds, and, and, and they, they began to run tests on my dad and trying to figure out what was wrong, and they said, you know what, we're going to run a biopsy, and, and they ran a biopsy on my dad, and we were waiting for a few days for the results to come back, and on November the 16th, uh, a little less than a, a little over a month ago, I got a phone call that my dad had cancer, stage four cancer, and it was in his stomach and his lungs, and, and they said, it's not, it's not good. I said, well, how long will he live? And they said, well, we're not sure, but we think you ha have some time. He, he ought to be around for a while, and uh, got a phone call November the 26th. I said, your dad's dying today. He, he will be dead today. And so I got in my car and went back to Bowlegs outside of Seminole where my dad lives. And that Saturday morning, just spent time with my dad. And, and on November the 26th, my dad died. And 
went to be with Jesus. Some bad news. It's been some, some bad news this season. And some of you have, have gone through some things this year and been some bad news. Maybe like me, a family member or a friend passed away. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe a relationship ended. Maybe you received a bad doctor's report. Maybe you got some bad news from, about your grades or your child or your car. You got, you got some bad news. And, and what I want you to know is bad news is everywhere. I got my own bad news. I, I've got my own story today that I can talk to you about pain and, and bad news and, and disappointment during the holiday season, the heartbroken. I can talk to you about, about bad news, but that's not my goal today. My goal today is I want to talk to you about what the angel says, I have some good news. I have some good news, the angel said, and here's the good news. Let me show you this good news in Luke chapter number two and verse number eight. It says this, Luke two, actually verse number 11, verse number 11, it says, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah the Lord. Listen, the birth of Jesus Christ is good news. Can I tell you today, church, it's the best news you could ever receive because the real meaning of Christmas is all about the good news of Jesus Christ. It's not about the lights or the trees or the Christmas presents or the food or the wish list. It's all about Jesus Christ has been born. And I want to just spend a few moments, and I just want to talk to you about why Jesus being born is such good news. Somebody needs to hear this today in the midst of all the the bad news. I've come with some good news today and that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior has been born. And somebody today needs to know why is Jesus being born such good news? Well, let me tell you, number one is this. It brings great joy. It brings great joy. Luke chapter two and verse 10 says, but the angel said to them, fear not, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Great joy for all the people. Did you realize that God wants you to have great joy? Did you realize that? God wants you to have great joy. God does not want you living depressed angry, anxious. He doesn't want you living constantly frustrating. He doesn't always want you. He don't want you living just constantly with a frown on your face, never smiling at all. No, Jesus was born so that he could give you great joy. The Bible says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. But Jesus being born doesn't automatically bring great joy to everyone. This joy is for everyone who trusts Jesus with their life. Great joy comes from having a relationship with God. I've got to say that again. That needs to sink into our hearts and minds today. Great joy comes from having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. The bad news you receive in this world does not have to stop you from having the joy of the Lord. 
You have to know that today. You can have joy in the midst of all the bad news. Oh, I'm living this today. You can have joy in the midst of sorrow. You can have joy in the midst of death. You can have joy in the midst of loss. You can have joy in the midst of struggle. You can have joy in the midst of disappointment. Listen, because your joy is not predicated on the type of news you receive. Your joy is rooted and founded in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Joy comes comes from Jesus. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Death didn't give it and death can't take it away. Pain didn't give it and pain can't take it away. Loss didn't give it and loss can't take it away. Friendship didn't give it and friendship didn't t- can't take it away. Money didn't give it and money can't take it away. A house didn't give it and a house can't take it away. A car didn't give it and a car can't take it away. Joy comes from God. It's great news today. The great news is in the middle of all the bad news, you can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Number two is this. Here's why Jesus being born was such good news. Number two, a Savior was born. A Savior was born. Luke 2 verse 11, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Jesus being born is such good news because he is the Savior. And we all need a Savior. None of us are perfect. We've all made mistakes. And our mistakes, the Bible says our mistakes, our sins separate us from God. Here's what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches us that because of sin, humanity's sin, we were, we've been separated from God. And Jesus actually was born to bridge the gap between us and God the Father. Jesus was born so that we could have relationship with God. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 1 says this, as for you, You were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is at work in those who are disobedient. And understand something, there is a real enemy. There is a real devil, and that's what the scripture is referring to here. Verse 3 says, all of us lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Verse 4, I love this, but because of his great love for us. Somebody needs to hear this today. God loves you. No, 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 you, you, don't, know, you don't know about me, Pastor. You, you don't know what I've done. No, no, listen. God loves you. And because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And all of us need to be saved from our sin. So a Savior was born 2,000 years ago. And because a Savior was born, we are no longer hopeless. Because the good news is we don't have to stay dead in our sin. We don't have to stay separated 
separated from God. God loves us so much. The scripture says he is so rich in mercy. He sent Jesus to be born to take care of our sin problem. A savior was born and he saves us from our sins. This is good news. Great joy. And a Savior was born. Great joy and a Savior was born to save us from our sins. Here's the third point I want to give you today about this good news and why Jesus being born is such good news. Number three, because it's for all people. It's for all people. Or I could say it to you like this. Salvation is for all people. Luke chapter 2 and verse 10 let me just share it with you one more time. The angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for, I love this, for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And as I have been preaching this message today, some of you have been processing. You're, you've been internalizing these thoughts today. Is this good news really for me? Some of you have been processing today thinking, I, I know this good news is for other people, but, but is it really for me? I, I don't think so because I know about all of my failures. I, I know about all of my mistakes. I, I know about all of my sins. I know what I even did last week and, and last night. I, I know how I've been living my life. God, God can't be talking about me. I, I'm disqualified from this good news. I, I'm not worthy of this good news, but I want you to know what the Bible says. It says this good news is for all people. A Savior has been born to you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your mistakes. It doesn't matter the failures you've had. It doesn't matter how you're living your life. This good news about God's love, about God's grace, about God's forgiveness of sins is for all people. It's for you. Jesus was born for you. Jesus died on the cross for you. Jesus got up on the third day for you. I'm not talking about your friend, your neighbor. I'm not talking about somebody else you, you think is living a better life than you living. No, no, I'm talking God did this for you. He came to save you from your sins. I like what Paul says as he wrote a letter to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. He says, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I am the worst. Here's what I want us to do. Right now, I want you to put your name where it says sinner. Christ came into the world to save. Yeah, just put your name there because it's true. Christ came into the world to save Herbert, to save Tiffany, to save you. No matter how much you've done wrong, he came for you. Jesus was born to save all people from their sins. Jesus was born so that all people could be forgiven of their sins, so that all people could have a relationship with God, so that all people could live with God for all of eternity. Jesus was born to save you from your sins. It's good news because Jesus was born to give you great joy. A Savior was born. And salvation is 
for you. It's a free gift. You can't earn it or work for it. You just have to receive it because Jesus did everything for you. You know, there was a town play in a little small town and, and every year they'd have this Christmas play and it was the highlight of the small town. Just every year and the elementary play, elementary school play and and, and it was, it, 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 the whole town would come out to this play. They loved to watch the kids and the story about Christ. And, and this year, as they were preparing for the Christmas play, they, they had one little boy named Sidney. Come on, anybody got a Sidney in your life? Yeah. Trying to figure out, where do we put Sidney? I mean, Sidney always moving, fidgeting, just into everything, just... Where are we going to put Sydney? Sydney can't remember anything. Like, how's he going, how's he going to do in the play? Where are we going to put Sydney? They said, you know what? We, we've, we got the perfect spot for Sydney. We're going to make him the innkeeper. He's got one job. Sydney, stay in the box, be quiet, and you got one line. Just one line, Sydney. When Mary and Joseph come up to the inn, you're the innkeeper, Sydney. All you got to say, there's no room. That's it, Sydney. Be still and just say, there's no room. And they practice 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 the Christmas play. And now it's time. The night has arrived. The auditorium is packed full of all of the townspeople. And the play is going so good, and it's happening, and the crowd is loving it and excited about the story about Christ. And, and, and all of a sudden, Mary and Joseph are walking down the center aisle of the auditorium, and the choir is singing, Oh, little town of Bethlehem. And oh, it's an amazing moment. And Mary and Joseph get to the inn, and there's little Sydney in the little box. And they say, do you have room for us? And Sydney froze. He didn't say anything. They said, do you have room for us? And some of, some of the kids around here were saying, say it, there's no room. There's no room. Sydney said, there's no room. He just froze. He didn't say anything. Sydney, Sydney said, there's no room. He wasn't saying anything. The crowd's just looking. Sydney's just standing there. He's, he's frozen, not saying anything. And all of a sudden, somebody from the back behind the curtain wanted to help Sydney out. So they shouted, there's no room. There's no room. Mary and Joseph knew that was their key. And they turned around and started walking away from Sydney. And Sydney, he's all of a sudden Say, hey, hey, no, 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 don't leave. There's room. There's room. I'll find the place. I'll find the place. You got to love Sydney. That boy don't know the Christmas story. But today, would you find room for Jesus in your life today? Today, would you, would you make room for him in the business of life and all the chaos and in the midst of the pain 
in the midst of the bad news, in the midst of the disappointment, in good times, bad times, would you make room for Jesus in your heart, in your life? He wants to forgive you of your sins. You'll have the best Christmas ever if you'll make room for Jesus in your heart and in your life today. He wants to forgive you of every single sin you've ever committed. And you can be on your way 